a preacher should not be allowed to act so cool and create such a groovy set of rules. <laughs> His raps are causing me to tremble, tremble. That's the cross part. Uh, <laughs> See, and, that's the thing, kids, if you're listening, all we did, we took a boring-ass church hymn that we heard every fucking week, and we're like, ah, just fold it in. Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Hello. Oh, hello. How are you? Good, man. How you doing? Oh, uh, I got... I got beat up this week, man. You guys are all in for a just a <laughs> just a dusky, husky voiced H. Frywald today, baby. So we doing is it Rocky One? He got got used and abused? Uh just uh you know what? Dad news, did it do 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 um here we go. Yeah. Uh that dad news, dad news. Allergies hit you later in life. <laughs> oh well. You just stole words from my throat, Carl Frywald. There you go. <coughs> well, uh, if you want an exciting ahead. conversation, welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I was just talking to my 60-year-old mother about getting allergies in your 60s. Yeah, man. I'm, but I'm in my 40s. Do you have allergies? For God's sakes. I get really bad sinus. Ash and I were just talking about it, like, we were all awoken this morning because we've had, like, the weather, guys. Yeah, yeah. But we had, like, universal horror movie weather sure. this morning. It was, like, oh. 5 a.m. It was, like, UFO lightning. You, I thought the cops were outside. Wow. It was so loud. The rain was so hard and just thunder and lightning. Like, if you... I would have imagined you were outside my window with one of those metal sheets. No, yeah, yeah. We, shaking it. It was so gnarly this morning. We had, uh, we experienced that, but like four days prior to what you just went through this morning. I'm talking, we had tornado warnings, like house shaking shit, trees up in the, in the, around the houses when, when I left uh, oh, in yeah, the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess, but, 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 weather to allergies, apparently, like if you're down here, <coughs> trying to cough as much god you guys are gonna be sick of me it's fine it's but, fine um, so you can Once everything start rolling everything gets coated down here around this time of year in like this yellow thick coating it looks like like uh, powdered cheese you put on the movie theaters and um it's just pollen but the thing about it is Oof. technically Oof. think about honey i shrunk the kids that pollen is not what affects you. It's too big to to inhale, to your, right? Remember yeah. the little kid with the allergies? <laughs> He's like, like it's right, too yeah, big. Yeah. I'm not sick anymore. What it is, is if it hits at the right time, storms like we got, it busts up all these spores on the trees early and just puts yeah. that so microscopic shit in the air. Earth is gross. It, no, it really like we were talking to my parents. It wasn't this week, but it was a week before. And God bless them. They're like, I don't know. We don't know what's going on. I think we got COVID again. Oh. But then we went to the doc, and they were like, Nah, you just have allergies. It's the the fungal level, like mildew. Yeah, level was so high that they're just like, oh, Okay, like that's what we got to deal with now. 
again. That's what I felt like as their oldest nerd son. I'm like, <laughs> welcome to the club. Oh. <laughs> I uh, you like a headache for no reason on a sunny day? There you go. Well, then you've probably experienced this. I was like, I'm sure I went through this when I was a kid, when I was sick. But it was a never-ending stream. I went through a box of Kleenexes, and oh, one yeah. Kleenex was never less full than the next. I was like, how is my sure, body yeah. reproducing this beautiful? Like, how can I right. sell like, this? I should be How dead. can I bottle and sell this? <laughs> because I have a never-ending supply. Who needs, you know, people are gross. Who needs, like, uh, you know, biological lubricant or, like, organic <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, nice organic yeah. some little there you go that that woman straight from and it's just you with the spigot in your nose it might as well have been man oh it was awful so i sound awful but oh that's rough i mean because i when ash and i first started dating she would like she gets it bad and we call it snotties yeah okay where she literally just takes a plug of kleenex slash toilet paper and just goes just jams it in her nose and she's like oh, that's the only way i can sleep otherwise we'll both be lathered yeah. in this lacquer of head juice i swear it'd be coming on my eyes if i did that it was so bad for a minute and i was like i'm not gonna <coughs> i'm not gonna stay home like i know i don't have covid you know that's still sure, yeah as minimized we're in that parlance that's why i felt bad for my parents because they're like i think we're yeah fuck that like, sucks i was nah, like you just yeah welcome to the nerd club welcome to the art back of the art class you got seasonal allergies right and they suck so i'm like i'm not gonna stay home in bed and i'm like even if this is just a cold because i think ruby had a cold or maybe it's allergies i was like i'm just gonna be working outside anyway which is in retrospect after that day like thursday my head Felt like it was like vacuum sucking in, like black hole. It was because oh, yeah, all I was it. doing was stirring oh, yeah. shit up, um, just packing more of it in oh, as your God. body's like, I'm desperately trying to shed all of this pollen chunk, and you're like, and we're all like, uh, everybody down here is. I'm like, wow, that storm really got people, but everybody, you know, we're still in in a COVID uh, world. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so when you go to see somebody like, hey, dude, and you're like, not COVID, dude. And the other person's no, like, ah, not COVID either. And you're just like, and I've done that with like 20 people. I'm like, ooh, some of us, some of us don't have seasonal allergies. <laughs> I think some of us have COVID. Yeah. But luckily we're so. There's that one, Kobe Tony, who's just like, no allergies still. <laughs> Can't taste. Speaking of taste, my tongue fell out. Are you familiar with this flavor? What you got there? A sick. I just saw. We visited my mother-in-law, and she had a she had a twelver of those in the old frigidaire. Did you taste it? Probably not, because you have self-respect. I didn't. All right. So what I'm showing is it Casey Coke, here, is it a new Coke Zero? It is. Well, it's both Coke and Coke Zero, but it's space flavored. Okay. That's right. That's what space I was like. Is flavors. It space on there? The beverage giant describes Coca-Cola Starlight as having notes reminiscent of stargazing around a campfire and a refreshing taste that evokes the feeling of a cold journey to space, which Those cleared up no, not not on the Challenger. Although the bubbles, <laughs> the bubbles. <coughs> 
which cleared up nothing since nobody has ever tasted any of that word cocktail. Crack it. Crack. There we go, Feel baby. That? How space does it taste? Tastes like I put Skittles in my Coke. Does it A, taste like it's fake, and B, taste like it's gay? It tastes like um, Carl Sagan's organic lubricant. (laughs) I sent you that thing that I found on Reddit, and it's like just been sitting in my frontal lobe for days. Remind me. And so I sent I sent Hans a screenshot of this phrase, and uh, I was on Reddit, and I follow the Reddit conspiracy because I love conspiracies of all shapes and sizes. Uh, they're endlessly entertaining, and for this reason, somebody in either they're the they're a comic genius, yeah, or they're just a soft genius. They their headline for Reddit conspiracies. Why people keep oh, talking about space that's right. and being fake and gay? <laughs> <laughs> this is wait what? No one that I've spoken to in the last three days is like oh, we don't can't talk to you anymore because that's all you want to talk about is just analyze how gay spaces. Someone can think that space is gay. Well. Right. I mean, I get the fake part. I get the fake part. Like, sure, let's let's dissect let's it. Truman Show, onion. Truman Show style, right? We're going, you know, Kubrick fake the moon landing, right? Like, let's take that as fact. Like, we can't get past the Van Allen belt because Shh. it's just too much radiation for us. Yeah, we're wearing you know bread sacks for boots while riding a hobby horse into the stars. Sure, okay, I can I can do that. But then just to be like. Well, then when you get up there, it's that planet's kissing another planet. Yay. I guess maybe in the stereotypical parlance of a person that would say space is gay. Are we talking gay like the way idiots like when we grew up used gay? Like That's how I read it. Yo, books are gay. They could have been saying gay as in fun. That's exactly. Water's gay. Like, uh, what what do I Give me a do. Pejorative, right? Yes. So I guess somebody that like me, but only awful, because I'm a dum dum, <laughs> I would say, you know, like, space is overwhelming. I'm confusy. Somebody else who's just like has no desire or qualms just to be like, in inner monologue, that's so confusing. Outer, it external, it's gay. Like, because they just want to end the conversation, you know? <laughs> Like, okay, that's fine. And then I'd be like, don't say gay, Bill. Because his name's Bill. And he said gay. Yes. I'm working on it, folks. I'm working on it. That was actually off the cuff. Come on. Somebody's got to. Come on, SNL. Hey, here comes don't say gay, Bill. So he just dances around things. That's it's not bad. I mean, it's bad, but in a good way. So maybe it's the don't say space is gay, Bill. Don't say space is gay, guys. That's a Henning. That's over Henning's door. You can't enter <laughs> if you think space is gay. <laughs> it's probably like that's why well, it it's so funny. It's like, okay, so uh, all right, I'm gonna follow you down this path, weird space racist. Uh, and you're just like, I watch too much Star Trek, and uh, uh, people of color wear makeup. Ooh. Oh no, gay! I uh, just—I mean, 
do you like that's what I'm gonna say. If you're if you're your your statement is why do people think space is fake and gay? I guess this person is asking someone else. We're both we are with the poster in asking. Oh, maybe this he thinks fake cement headed fool who is like stars are gay. Maybe that cement headed fool also goes to a Protestant church in his jeans and they think gay is fake too, you know? That's just a thing. They just want to get their buns hot and their duns (laughs) rocked. You know what I mean? I don't (laughs) know. So maybe their space is a choice, people. Yes. Space is a choice. choice. I'll fucking take that choice. My daughter and I fucking. Went to go feed a duck, and there's this little stream jutty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, that's this beautiful mallard. And it was like I was zoomed in because I was so surprised because it like, you know, you're looking. I never expect to see a duck there. And I was like, oh, came into focus. I was like, fuck, there's a duck. And then as like think portrait mode as the environment came to focus around, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, Ruby, like, look at this, like. It the it was just short of literally having a soda, uh, pop thing, you know, tab thing around <laughs> yeah. its neck, like the water was fucking black, and it was it's swimming nice. around a fucking diaper, and I was just like, oh my, and it was a beautiful like glistening duck. So I was just like, I was like Ruby, like, do you see why this is a problem? She's like. Yeah, and then she gave it an entire Rice Krispie treat, and I think she killed it. So I'm sorry about that, but I mean, at least it went down, went down the right it way. Went down happy, man. Yeah. If you're gonna, if that's you got a last meal. But yeah, I'll go to the fuck. I'll go to space if that's what I'm gonna have to see getting worse and worse and worse. Is just, just gross. This planet is just, gross. Let's, yeah, has we're allergies. all gonna live on a cul-de-sac on Mars, right? Oh. And we're going to bring that dirty pollen on our fucking dirty backs. And I hope it's fucking gay as shit, man. Gay <laughs> Mars, that, strictly be... fucking parties, oh, poppers, uh, you know, boots and jeans. I don't know. I don't oh, know. man. David Bowie is still alive. He's just Fuck waiting yeah. for us on Mars. And not, excuse me, Ziggy Stardust yeah. is up there. And that duck. Waiting. With that, and that Rice Krispie <laughs> treat in its throat. <laughs> 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 I thought the pollen was bad. I tried to choke it down with this sewage. <laughs> oh, fuck. Casey, I got a couple things for you. This is wild, man. As you know, I've been going through stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Right, yeah. right, right. So welcome to going through stuff. Check how we promoted a show of ours. You can describe it to yes. the listeners. Oh, I worked God. at a photo booth. And I printed probably, honestly, thousands of dollars worth of photographs yep. of just funny pictures we thought. And then we personally we the taste of the town. printed off and cut out um, documents and stapled, hand stapled to the back of like a four by six picture. So what I'm showing Casey is just two sets of legs at two separate urinals. One mm-hmm. was my buddy, uh, yep. our jerk practice member, Brent, had pants on and my pants around my ankles. And then on the back, it just says, for your viewing pleasure, we present a town teetering on the edge of oblivion as an evil creeps ever closer to the edge of domination. It's people edging ever closer to the edge. Ellipses. All right. I think we get it. We're so 
<laughs> a mayor flirting oh, with wow. the edge of insanity and an edge so edge worthy even the edges has edges ellipses that's enough mm-hmm. we get it in bold the half windsors bring you gypsy on the edge of forever spicy a new sketch comedy review with music sketches edges and infamy that's actually pretty funny uh i like I that i do like also that does too. it say uh doors at seven by the way <laughs> it doesn't we oh yeah no <laughs> Uh, we had an 8.30 show on Friday. That's a good slot. A 2.30 afternoon Saturday, a Tuesday at 10 p.m., a Friday at 5.30, and a Saturday at 8.30. We're crushing it. Intermedia we got, we Arts. We good. That first show, we got scorched by some random viewer. And oh, yeah. I will say, like, the coolest thing about the Minnesota Fringe Festival is it was right at the forefront of the internet and and um chat rooms and stuff yeah so the whole thing was like you buy your ticket which is like like 80 bucks or something like it's not cheap but you get a free pass to go see every every and any show that's being shown across the all of these cool black box theaters in minneapolis but at the time it was like, but you, you as a viewer are allowed to comment. Oh yeah, right. So we went up. We came up hot. We were like Friday, eight thirty. Leland's in the audience. Karen's in the audience. Opening night. Marty, Carol, moms, dads across the board were just coming in hot. And you know, it was a good show. Like, yeah, we're fine. I stand by. I stand by Gypsy on the Edge of Forever. I would too. Yeah. I mean, we should probably call it Romany on the Edge of Forever. But you know. <laughs> that's, somehow that feels worse, man. <laughs> right. That's. It could be hey, just grifters I, on the Edge of Forever. Yeah. Ah, we had then, no. Uh, we had no malice regarding. We it. got one guy, the Friday Night Reviewer. Who was just on the cusp of every person you ever encounter in a in a in Doug McNair? Yes, in any comment section on anything on the internet, just was like, yeah, nah, don't like it. Probably funny if you're drunk. And I was so crushed. Really, like we had spent so yeah, much time, so much time, that someone could just piss it off. Yeah, but then I will say I will give us credit. We, we as a group recalibrated and went. Fuck it, we're making T-shirts yeah. tonight. It was great. We drove to Walmart to get printer clings and made Doug McNair says funny when drunk, and we just did the rest of the show. It was fine. Like you, you know, water off a duck's back, unless you're getting choked by a you know, rice crispy <laughs> treat. A couple got a square in your neck. Bush light, bush light tabs. Yeah, you know, you just don't know. You don't know until you know. Like in retrospect, well, you you it's don't want to go back and change. You, in in retrospect, did we need to be so on edge? No pun intended. Going into the show, mm-hmm. no, but of course we were because we'd never put anything on like that. And we're singing, mm-hmm. we're learning new talents, how to come in on key and shit, which we didn't. But it's fine. We figured I, it out. <laughs> that troop was populated by the best friends I have in the world, and I have never lost, have lost so much respect to my friends, was when you guys are like, you just can't sing. <laughs> no, we Why? didn't say that. 
you and I just would tap me on the shoulder yeah. when I'm supposed to start. We just have so little musical ability, which I think at the Why time was crushing because you're like, it's a realization that you just don't have it at this point. Because sure. you and I just, it's not that we couldn't sing, which we can't. We were so off rhythm, lacking rhythm, we didn't, could not figure out where to come in. So right. we'd have to it's get like, tapped to come in. There is no rhythm. We are so devoid of rhythm so that devoid. it creates its own weird rhythm. Yeah. It's like what you hear. Like, we're talking about going to space. Like, that's the music you would hear in space. You'd be like, it's so... It's like Steve Martin and the Jerk. When he is oh, yeah. like <laughs> that haunty, jaunty, yeah. and so off rhythm, except he's talented. <laughs> so he knows where rhythm is. He takes a step back. You and I just, honest ear, I was like, no, I think it sounds good. Yeah. Well, I th- oh, dude, I think we have the ability. Like, we can be with Django Reinhardt, right? And he's like, we're like, look, we can't really sing or anything. He's like, don't worry, man. I don't know what he sounds like. Don't worry, bro. I'll I'll teach you a thing or two. And after a few tries, we make him worse. Worse. That's right, how no, good we could, are. He he's lowers like, himself. We, to I don't play. know. I never knew what music was. It's broke. It's fractal. We fractal his mind. Yeah. He's like, I already have four fingers. Right. So, and I'm the best guitar player that's ever lived. And you, okay, I guess just take another of my finger you're off. I was just going to say, your voice <laughs> broke my other finger. You and, you and I are like gnawing his, the rest of his digits off. Uh, so we couldn't sing. Oh, but yeah, still. Uh, so, yeah, we're so amped up. So I think... We did react well, so you do get this is a random yeah. fucking comic book slap from the, the Simpsons slap across the bow, and we did recalibrate right. But you're right; the first thing you see isn't like, wow. And you go back and we watch. It was, um, it's a fun, not show. as is put together as maybe I no. thought it was when I was out there because we were sure. working so hard. Yeah. In my mind, <laughs> yeah. I'm a Pisces. I'm a dreamer. I'm a fantastic. So. You know, I I pictured our costumes a little clean, but that's what's got the beautiful hewn edge on it all. Oh, no, you come in hot because you and, and, and it was like two episodes ago, but like me saying I have that half Windsor's poster like doors at seven. That's us. We're dreamers. We think that it's fucking Cobra Club in L.A. And it's like people are going to have to right. know when to show up at yeah. the door. Yeah, I know. Because that's part of the rule. You got to have doors at 7, then 7.30 is a hard start. And then you we just lead in with that intense weirdness. Like the description you read is really funny. Yeah. I know the show we put on, so it's like, okay, so I just read this weird gobbledygook, and then I showed up for a guy with a dead ear singing gobbledygook. <laughs> Hey, we had a couple people that loved it and then came to our next show and were just like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> just let, let down. <laughs> That's the best part is when you're like, we have a fan. And then they're like, eh, you know what? Cool. Let me know when the next one's happening. Uh, fuck. Damn it. Fuck. What was I? The gobbledygook. Fuck. I had something right after that. But check this. Check this. If we're going back to. So I'm finding old ass shit. Uh, mm-hmm. we did a sketch, I think even pre 
Romania. Romana. What is it? <laughs> Romana? I think it's Rom- Romani. Romani? Is that... Romani? The G, the G word? Yeah. Uh, we did a sketch called Ten Cool Rules in which we worked our asses off coming up with a rap. But I found, like, a note, like, where we were trying to figure out how to get that rap. And since I rapped last episode, let me see if I can take you through this case, what we kept, what we didn't. Sketch idea. It's literally at this point. Sketch idea. Pastor in jeans leads to ten cool rules. Okay? Like this I is... will say, do you re- do you remember? I have a very vivid memory, and it's one of my favorites. It was just like two blocks away from that apartment we lived in. Yeah, there was that really cool, crazy indie com uh not comic uh, coffee shop. Yes, of course. It had the lacquered tables. Beautiful. Yeah, it was right it. across the street from a Speedway gas station. <sighs> two hot dogs for just a downtown Minneapolis. Oh yeah, the hot dogs just ate too many, way too many hot dogs. Um, but you and I, as if we're, you know, the power brokers from the 1920s took a table outside (laughs) and then put up a cork board and then proceeded to write index card ID. We were just doing hot takes back and forth. Like, Hansi, I got this idea. And you're like, good, put it down. Boom. Put it on the board. So then we had to walk home with the like. We, Six foot by five foot corkboard full the of winds taking half, it away. <laughs> half cocked ideas that was like ten cool rules. How about in schools? And you're like, ooh, tack that on the bottom. Put that so it's just rules. this crazy person. But that's fucking great. You know, it's like the man. Charlie Day, the Charlie Day meme where he's got all of the you know the strings attached. Oh yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it uh, though. That's what I wanted to say. One of the greatest lessons I hope to teach my kids is what exactly what we're talking about leading in the show. That cork board is just don't be afraid to be a rube because that's the only way you grow. Sure. And that's this definition of rube. Like, don't be afraid to, like, go balls to the wall and then have somebody say, like, that's not really how it works. Because now you know it works and you put in, like, the work. Like, yeah, of course yeah. – in life, if you're taking risks, you're gonna look back and go, "God, I didn't know anything then." But that's the only way. That's the only that's way. Gross. So you put it's a fucking corkboard up, and you fucking have passion, and you walk home, <laughs> you and then like, fifteen years later, you're talking about, about the, the idiots you were, you know? <laughs> but that's what they didn't. We didn't know the. There wasn't like the behind the scenes SNL that they're doing that shit. What day is today? Tuesday, Monday. They're doing that shit right yeah. now. Lauren is fucking putting these. They still put cards on the fucking board, you know. They're not outside across no, from the gas station, uh, but just us right <laughs> exactly drinking iced coffees outside. Ooh. Here, uh, no, and I I love it because it's like that's how you like that's what you heard in a book or read in a magazine. So it's you and I cobbling together. Hans, what did you know before this moment? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Case, what did you know before this moment? Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I read one book that Monty Python wrote, and they talk about a corkboard. Obviously, they're at the BBC Studios in fucking London as Monty Python, but you're like, so corkboard. It's just you getting over your own insecurities to just like, what we should have been doing is just writing. That's it. But we know it's that now as adults. George like, Carlin. Just write it. Just, Don't overdo it. Yep. Don't. Write every 
everything like don't down. worry about the type of pen you have or right. the paper everything or, down oh my computer's not fast enough like it's just put it down get get to the end get to the finish line get to the, and that's I, you you brought it up like that's the one thing i would love to impart to harvey it's just like just do it just create commit commit to the idea whatever that idea is whether you want to be a dancer or a lawyer or a thing like just choose it and go down that avenue and then when you get to a intersection you're like oh shit maybe i should take a left maybe i should take a right or maybe i should keep going just yeah commit to the the basically commit to the fall like be like Mm -hmm. fuck it like you know what what's the difference if i fall from 20 stories then three stories. I'm still going to break my neck. So I'm going to fucking sure. climb. Cl- like, I'm going to go hard. No, but it's true. You hit terminal velocity at some point, whether you fall out of a fucking airplane or fall off of a building. Falls to the wall. You can only fall so fast. Right. And maybe you'll be like one of those creeps with rubber bones who falls out of an airplane. <laughs> just land in a tree. <laughs> just lands in a... Yeah. Lands in... I landed on my feet. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> His fucking femur bones are sticking out of his shoulders. <laughs> it's like an accordion. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> oh, Hans, you live in the Looney Tunes. Here, speaking of writing everything down, don't worry about your paper. Don't worry about your pen. Yeah. I got something for you, Casey. Give me 15 seconds um, so I can blow my nose. You got it. <laughs> For those of you that listened, I just put in the snottiest sound effect sneezer. <laughs> All right, so what did I say? Sketch idea, pastor and jeans. It's on fucking uh-huh. classic receipt paper. Oh yeah, uh, ten oh, cool yeah. rules, and then I got, uh, as we know, um, apostrophes mean singing. So <laughs> these are the ten cool rules. The tenniest, cooliest, ruliest. Let's see. Oh boy, here we go. Uh, in pastor, in the hymn of, oh, I nailed him to the cross. Uh, nailed him to the cross. I do not agree with your tactics, sir. With my book and my lord, I must confer. And I think that blue jeans. Should not be allowed, or should be not allowed. A preacher should not be allowed to act so cool and create such a groovy set of rules. (laughs) His raps are causing me to tremble, tremble. That's the cross part. Uh, See, that's the thing, kids, if you're listening... All we did, we took a boring-ass church hymn that we heard every fucking week, and we're like, ah, just fold it in. And we're going to sing it and tell it's funny. These jeans are causing me to tremble, tremble. (laughs) That shit's funny, actually. I fucking (laughs) still think that is solid. But now we got the age on us. We're older than Pastor Tom was when he was cool in jeans. Riding his Harley to church every Sunday, cause it's the now we know the difference between a stretchy Morona. Oh, now and you put a, details. A dance Levi. 
Because for those of you that don't know, maybe I'll put a section here, but it is the most morose. Like you have like your, Jesus is a mountain man and he's giving me water if you can. Like you got the high like <laughs> fucking <laughs> tunes. I don't know if you just but, created that yourself. But, That's but, Jesus is a mountain man. He's giving me a water can. <laughs> Done. <laughs> print. Sold. But this one is just that one that's morose. You're like, it's always a gray Sunday and it's just, were you there when they nailed him to the cross? Sometimes this causes me to tremble. And it's just like, fucking A, no, I wasn't there, but you want me to think about it like I was and then shake in my boots because I'm responsible. Let's see. Not too risky. Um, should have pre-approved it. No way, Deacon. It's a new cool God speaking, and he's tweaking on the weekend till we just can't take it. Cause rules is <laughs> this is even better. Cause rules <laughs> is a what he's got. I said, remember that <laughs> rules. Yes, <laughs> rules yes. is a what he's got. So we went from bad trust rap yourself. <laughs> trust always. Trust yourself. Always believe in yourself. That's young Hansi, young case did not let anybody down. That's fucking irony <laughs> on contemporary well, shit that people are now only ironic about. <laughs> Those of you that don't know, you should know. That's oh, a fucking good. sublime straight lyrics. Just uh, then we love is it what I church. got. Yeah. God, that's fucking funny, man. That's good. That I'm saying you dug those notes out of the vault. Those never made a digital copy. They never made the cut. Yeah. They never made the cut for. Did we ever do ten? We did. Oh yeah, yeah, we did. We rehearsed the shit out. You and I did was it well enough. Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. What? How many minutes? No, I was just gonna say what version was it? Sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, and I think I wish I had a copy to look back. I think we didn't trust our guts enough because if I were to do it today, that shit would be in there because it's deeper cut. But we went a little too safe. With goofy hip hop, because we went outcast. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was writing like Old Testament, yeah, raps that were DMX. Like that's how deep I went. I was like, cool. If I'm Eminem, I'm gonna write a rap about Balaam and his donkey. Oh, that was a good sketch. And it was just like too deep. And it was like, what do we do? Like, but it's work. It's 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 work. Got to write. Ruben, the fact write, that you just got to fall, yeah. I wouldn't have written. And I, but I put me in a weird headspace where it's like, okay, cool. You want to be a writer? Pretend you're DMX and and write a rap about the Bible. And what a goofy exercise. It was fun to do. It was funny. I remember doing it, but it's never going to play. But But it also justifies what you always knew about yourself. And this is for all you creatives listening out there. It justifies... What you know about yourself for what and why you retain, right? So just looking at that, I can picture myself sitting in church at an age where people don't give you enough credit, hearing that stupid ass hymn and being like, looking around being like, this is a fucking downer, man. Like, and then boom, why am I going to hold on to that? And then listen to that sublime thing for like a million times and be like, well, this breakdown is like, it's pretty repetitive, like. What is he out of, you know, like, why do you hold on to these things? And then if you're lucky enough to um, uh, excavate and experiment in a creative process, like I'm sure 
most people listening do or we do, then that shit gets to get pulled. Otherwise, it just either ends up totally recessed and never taken or, yeah, just, yeah, you just lose it, I guess. I'm with you. I love the V1, like, but like all times, like we all just loved writing. Yeah. And being together and cracking wise, like nine times out of ten, V1, V2 of those sketches was the best version that it was ever going to be. Right. You can write it into oblivion and it spirals into other things. But yeah, totally. Like 10 cool rules. I I stand by 10 cool rules. And our instincts were totally correct. You and I getting on stage. Like starched white shirts, oh, yeah. black ties, just doing our bad rap or our tin eared. Well, I told you bad rap trademarked. About I think church I've, trademarked. I think I've mentioned this on the pod, and I think it's such a fucking fun idea. Is take sketches from a sketch group that mm-hmm. are early in fruition. Um, you know they're not classically trained or they're not second city sure. or groundling or whatever just take 10 cool rules right okay yep um uh strip fetch it the sketch. any just type of show it show I'll, the- I'll find our bryant lake bowl tape show it show what yeah. we had what we did the costumes we used the bad um cues we had the bad guy in the sound booth that missed cues show that sketch here's the reality show aspect of it now we're going to take the same sketch we're going to get uh, a consultant writer in there, Patton yeah. Oswald. Okay, we're gonna get fucking uh, Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, and whoever to do it. Right? We're gonna get oh, man, Billy perfect. Porter. I don't think is a choreographer, so that's he's just very graceful. Um, we're gonna get a fucking choreographer in here, and then we're gonna put on this sketch to an unsuspecting audience and see how the bit if goes. It holds water, or you go um, back, and we actually now have to. Trying or a sketch group has yeah. to perform for an audience their sketch. Okay, forget school rules. Say, uh, say that, you have a sketch that's like what a beautiful thirty minutes of television, right? Could be. So they perform it. You, you, you see old sketch, you see super polish, and then you and I get another crack at it, right? And it's the same. And get to see where it goes. The same audience. So you pref- and you, uh-huh. you don't know if the audience is going to love it. Most likely, you'll get the standard like, okay, like I get the premise, it's good. You get some laughs. But fuck, how's an audience going to react when you've got fucking superstars up there? You've got fucking laser, you know, like you got everything you need. You got SNL quality like set, like so yeah, easy to yeah, do. Yeah. You just need one sketch, one troupe. Mm-hmm. And then the, you know, you're not going to get Brad Pitt, but you might be, get Christian Slater or something. Ooh, you know, we'll take a Slater. Armand Maybe Asante. A get a. Oh, forget it. Did you hear about? <laughs> forget. Oh. <laughs> you get Costner on Slater board. in a JP sketch. Get Costner on my. Uh, if he's playing William Tecumseh Sherman, then I can die now. <laughs> uh, speaking of process, I think you told me about it a few months ago. Ash and I have just we drove to visit her mom, and then yesterday, a friend of hers who lives uh, like an hour outside of Columbus, it was her birthday. We've been listening to that Fly on the Wall podcast. Love it. Love it. Which is Dana Carvey and Spade. Holy smokes, dude. It's great, right? I think it's my favorite thing. You had like, no idea just about David Spade, honest. did you? 
No, no. That's why I feel terrible. Ash and I have had this conversation like every other day where we're like, man, I really slept on Spade. Yes. Really didn't give him enough credit. Yes. He is genuinely probably one of the funniest people on the panel. Put in the fucking work. It's just easy, this guy. He is, I, he, I am guilty like a lot of people in, in guilty in the sense that I was giving him Farley some of his Hollywood him. minute yes. mm-hmm. attitude. Yep, like he was fucking, exactly. for those of you that don't know, it's a podcast, Fly in the Wall, it's Dana Carvey and David Spade generally talking to people that either hosted SNL or been on SNL or in the industry about what it was like to be on SNL. And sometimes they speak for the entire hour about SNL yep. and the best episodes are they just are like, yeah, cool. We all touched SNL at some point and then they just talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And it's lovely. And you just, it's such a big um, uh, entity. It's interesting. You're like, oh, I'm sure Dana Carvey and Tim Meadows are, you know, elbow to elbow all the time. Like, they don't really know each other that well. It's exactly. super interesting right, because yeah. the experience is so different. Dana Carvey jokes about how he's like, yep, I'd go look at the cork board and, geez, I'm in the cold open. I've got a church lady. I've got a Hans and Franz, a Wayne's World. And then David Spade's like, I didn't get on the air or a sketch read for 10 weeks. And and Dennis Miller, who sounds like the wrestling hey, heel Spudzy. of SNL. Hey, Spudzy, time to pack <laughs> it up and go back to AZ, Okay. It's like, holy shit. Like, yeah, David Spade, like, had to hustle. And then just, they talk about when things pop. They're like, me and Snyder, we were, like, fucking riding the edge. And then copier, copy, like, hit. And he's, like, yeah. went from fucking 24-hour swing Zero. to he was fucking on top. They're like, if you get that catchphrase, that John Lovett style. Oh, where they, I love that. Forget what episode it was where they were talking about. Maybe it was Tom Hanks. I forget who they were talking to, but they were talking about Love. No, it was Conan because they yeah. were talking oh, yeah. about how Lovitz was like, that's where the money is, fools. Get a catchphrase. So they were talking about all of the off-brand John Lovitz catchphrases. He was trying so hard. It's the funniest thing in the world. He's like, I don't know. I guess it's both left shoes. You know, It's the shittiest thing. But you're like, that was that era of SNL. Like, it- just get that ca- catchphrase. Like. Sorry, you're not me. It's you know. it's inter- There's that, but then it's also interesting. It sometimes it's maybe you don't want to interact because I've heard of obviously we're big Kevin Smith fans and there was a whole big hubbub. But like it is interesting when they talk about John Lovitz. John Lovitz is like jealous. Like he's like always on. It's so interesting. Just always Lovitz, which I think is funny because it's uh. Like with, in particular, the episode with Conan was probably, I just was like, I have re come back around to being a fan of Conan O'Brien the way I was a fan of him when I was like 13. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And just because like, but he is just like super manicured and we'll, when we're on road trips, we'll listen to his podcast. Great. But it's super on. It's bitty it's got very much so yeah whereas this and then even in between his and when he you know got floated from nbc in the tonight show to tbs he did that documentary but it was very like aggressive and it was like a bit whereas i felt this fly on the wall i was like 
that's the fucking guy that I fell in love with as a kid. Because he's not doing a bit. Just like, they just room. talk. And, I, and to most people, it's probably really fucking boring and nerdy. Like, they want Conan O'Brien when he's on. Sure. But he, I was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. It's three. It's just inside baseball. It's just like how the sausage is visceral, like, man. I fucking love it. It's just like a home cooked meal. Just sink your teeth into it, and just I'm like, yeah, keep talking about you and Odin Kirk in the office. That boiler room, man. And it's how intense. you guys didn't. You just were fucking nerds. Well, what I didn't know is that Conan and Odin Kirk they were featured players when they first came. Did you know that? I didn't know that. No. Yeah. No, they, were, they they had their faces. I can remember the handful of sketches after the fact when you'd see him in replay on like VH1 or whatever. Sure. Where I was like, Conan. shit, Conan's in the background. It's yeah. a Twin Peaks sketch. And he plays the doorman or what, you know, he plays the giant. Yeah, they but had. I couldn't tell you. The... Which is interesting now, knowing he was a featured player for how long until they were like, you're just, you're a writer, mm-hmm. you know, clearly. But not because Lorne always. Saw him obviously as a face man for something, so it was interesting yeah. to know oh, that yeah, that yeah. was that was already there. He's hey, always in the cards. I got some more receipts here. All right, bring them. So baby. check bring this. Em. This is full circle to. G-word. I also got some receipts for you when you're done. All right, let me read this because I did my work, and by my work, I mean the Toronto Sun helped me out in my journalistic integrity. Beautiful, beautiful. Good, because this is the last. This is the last thing I I got to bring to the table, except for the newest country song on the top of the charts is called "I Got to Stay Out of AA," and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> and the, it basically goes like, "Gotta keep my daughter off the pole and my son out of jail. All I'm trying to do is keep my ass out of AA." And I was like, I was like laughing because it's so fucking bad. And Meg's like, "Isn't that offensive?" I was like. No, it's good to not have to go to AA, like to go to recovery. I was like, it's a shitty song, but like, if, if you don't have to go, to go, don't go. Right. <laughs> like, it's not. Right. It's not like uh, we come for the cigarettes and the donuts, and you can't even. Have, we all know until I become mayor one. in New York, we can't have cigarettes or donuts because of Bloomberg. Ugh. All right, Hansi P. Cotton is bringing bringing the heat, high heat. So I guess we were either trying to bring G-Word on the edge of forever back. I don't know why I have this, but check this out. Check out this singing. I'm coming in on, on the on the, on the note. Little, okay. Hey, it's us, Jerk Practice. We're here to do a show. We were once a sketch group whom most of you don't know. But fear not, dear audience. We promise you our best. That's why we're here in buns of shorts and our branded vests. Because it's going to be a laugh parade. It's going to be a serenade in which we will marinate your funny bones with juices of comedy, of course. Okay. Because yesterday was yesterday, but today we do a show. Most of it's brand new stuff, but also probably Glory Hole. And that's an old one. All right. Some of you might remember we usually had themes like 80s chicks and fattest twins and squads that were B-teamed. Let's see. Oh, this is late not, It is, right? But for tonight, we've none of it because we're old as shit. 
But as we said, we promise you, your sides will all be split. Let's see. Because... Is this the unperformed JP show? Some, yeah, I don't know what it's from. Were we going to bring back Gypsy on the Edge of Forever? Well, let's see. Because <laughs> there's... Cul- let's find out. Because there's culture riffs and farty whiffs for which you'll sniff our fumes. Uh, where's your who farted gas mask? So sit right back for jokes we'll crack and ourselves we'll roast. Oh, wait. So sit right back for jokes we'll... <laughs> Did we go to that? No, hold <laughs> on. Let's go to Gilligan's the, Island. The rhythm? <laughs> so sit right back for jokes we'll crack and ourselves we'll roast. So everyone, please raise your glass and join us in a toast. That was not. I'm wow. sure that was not. Oh, wait. Here's more. I'm sure that was not meant to go. <laughs> To whatever the fuck the song Island. is, with that fucking fit perfect. It's Gilligan's Island. So now we pause for people to raise their glasses. I don't know how of we were course. gonna make that happen. Yeah. And I slow it well, down. We're notorious for giving out free free alcohol at our show. That's true. Yeah, of course we. Yeah, we didn't ply people. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, slow it down and make it high pitch. Steve Buscemi's brother shot one of our shows. Uh, he had once. some shots of Clontarf. Let's see. <laughs> Fifteen years, you know. Has led us to this show, and we'd just like to say one final thing. It's been a journey of lights, a laugh parade, and you know we've, and you know we know we've got it made, cause tonight for you, we'll truly do the thing that we love best, or perhaps we'll shit a gem. Uh, It's up to them. I mean you. It's up to you, is what we mean. Okay, so there you go. I don't know what that was for. Did we write and perform a, a, our own retirement show? Like, that's, that's what you give Bob Hope when it's like, it's his 100th birthday. <laughs> and we were like, well, when we reach 100, we should at least have some notes for someone <laughs> Something to ready. Yeah, you would think that's like spans a career of a <laughs> yeah, lifetime. I couldn't tell you when that was written. Uh, B-Squad, I guess, was what, two thousand. 11. Uh, farted gas mask is B squad adjacent. So this is probably got, 2012. We got G Stone. We got DeVito. So me, we've been and Mitch. a decade plus, 12 years in the game. And we're already uh, yes. put this on my two tombstone. Two cities, by the way. Two cities. One of them was a twin city. Oh, it's three cities. There you go. Two cities plus. That is, I love it. I was like. Referencing our own yeah, history that no one has seen. For, <laughs> we just talked about the Fringe Festival. For guys who don't like to talk about themselves, the egos oh, on shit. us behind closed doors is fucking. Lord, can't get our heads. heads through it. I know you and I can't walk shoulder to shoulder through a door. It's not gonna fit. No fucking way. So yeah, so I'm finding some stuff, oh, but that's good stuff. It's funny. Oh yeah, I'm actually because. I'm packing up some stuff. I am purchasing a... This is jerk practice style here. I'm purchasing a... Not industrial, but a docu-scanner that you can just keep feeding Mm -hmm. shit through and just be like, all right, jerk practice, 2005 to 2007, just goes all these receipts through. Because I've got fucking three stacks of boxes that is just loose... I mean, if it were still oh, 1968 yeah. and I were Bob Dylan, I'd put it on my coffee table and put it together. I have the heaviest fucking fucking filing cabinet that you and I bought at a thrift store in Minneapolis 
that is ten thousand pounds. See, I I love paper. that. I love that, but I think it's just finally. No, and you shouldn't time. have it. Like I would Digitized. do the same thing. I would just chuck it because the bottom drawer is just firecrackers and old bullets, and then the top is comedy. Right. And then if I switch the the label, you'll never know. Smoke those bullets. Time to switch to a do. So what do you got? Some um, news in Toronto. So I got. It was uh, last episode. We were talking about the man, the myth, the tall tale himself, the guy that ate at Six Flags every day for oh, ten yeah, years. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So I told you I couldn't find the rest of the convo sure. on the Ask Me Anything, and I just gave you the the highlights. And I was like, it's lost to time now. Forever. Right. Turns out... Oh, boy. Someone else, the Canadian case, the Canadian H, yep. was on the handle at the Toronto Sun. Love it. And he wrote an article about it. Beautiful. So I got the deets. I got some inf- some hard info, and it's exactly what we thought. It's just... His name was Dylan. Okay. He started in 2014 saving by going to do his, uh, paying his $154 for his pass, parking covered, nice. attendance covered. Oh, wait, what was the fee? Uh, one, uh, $154. For the season? An annual. It's an annual, baby. That's the Here. wrong annual. You found out about it. Food included? I'm so confused. So he's in, he lives in L.A. Okay. So this is an L.A. Six Flags, if that's, if, if there is any Sushi. sort of barometer. Vegan. On. Uh, Vegan flapjacks uh, or whatever the fuck you get there. Uh, some of the quotes were, basically, Dylan started saving in 2014 when he bought his first pass. He says since he's eaten, he's eaten 2,000 meals at Six Flags. Oh, I hope there's a picture. And the cost aggregate is uh, 50 cents. What? So every time he sits down, he looks at it this way, it's 50 cents. I only spent 50 cents. Gotcha. So you're eating the way of someone from the fucking front, Laura Ingalls Wilder's father would look at right. it. Like, well, I got, I got, you know, <laughs> two buffalo dimes. <laughs> so $1.50 a day because he eats all three meals, right? Yes. <laughs> When they open early enough. Some days they don't open quite enough early enough to get breakfast. Well, he must be starving. Oh, God. God forbid you couldn't eat a Snickers bar or something. Uh, So, yeah, he basically would just... It's like we speculated. Like, he would go to his job. Yeah. Leave his job. Drive to Six Flags. Eat lunch. Drive back to work. Work. You know, three, four hours, probably some jerking around in there, goofing off sure. around the old water Sending cooler. some memes, yeah. Talking about, you know, whatever we're watching on television. And then he goes, bye, guys. Gotta go get dinner. <laughs> hey, man, you want me to come with you? No, I gotta go to Six Flags to eat dinner. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he just did Why have a job? For... Why have a I job? Don't... Just live in the... Inside the hollowed out hulk. Live in your car. <laughs> right, exactly. Save so You're much money. A... Why have an apartment? Why have a job? Live in your car in the free parking lot. 
Put yeah, it in no, neutral to put, move spa- spots. Once and if you're there that much, I guarantee you, you're friends with the security guards. Sure, you gotta be. You bring them out. I'm a looking few at myself. Tater tots. How many nights did we spend at a bar where our best friend was the fucking doorman, and he's like, Can you "Just fucking not talk to me anymore." <laughs> right. You two. I know you guys like are too awkward to talk to other people here, and I can't leave. But come on, guys. <laughs> You don't need to so know no, anything more like, about my tattoos. What is that? A Jedi? <laughs> Ooh, nice. Oh, I think that's. Oh no, that's Storm Shadow from uh, GI Joe. <laughs> Very cool. Nice tat, bro. Don't have any myself, but I'm a real aficionado. Did we'll, you know I'm an artist? We'll be cutting off together tonight. We're we're mopping up because <laughs> we can't pay our <laughs> bills. Oh, man, I do I have a fucking tale for you, sir. So anyways, oh, yeah, you read that whole Toronto Sun article. I'll send it to you. Amazing. And the best part is, like, it's everything I said. Like, he saved up money. He bought a house in L.A. He's married. Wow. Now he paid for a wedding. And, like, the last, second to last line in the fucking article is, oh, I still go there for lunch. Wink. <laughs> it's like, come on. Did give it up, give it up. You don't have to spend that one fifty four. You did it. Anymore. You made it. You made it. You win, but you're hook. You got the hook. They set that hook in his neck. He goes there for every lunch. Can you imagine if he was like, "Well, I'll just go there for lunch once a week," and he's still paying the one fifty four. The aggregate See, doesn't match. Lose up. that fifty cents a cheek, a quarter a cheek that you had <laughs> factored down to every time my butt touches that <clears throat> table. <clears throat> 50 cents. What about the fact that you could have, he could just as easily buy, bought a bag of beans and a bag of rice and cooked his own food for I less than I just made a jambalaya that. three days ago that we finished today and I fed myself, Ash, Harvey, Mitch, our friend Rudy. There you go. And we finished it for breakfast today and I was like, that's. 154 easy yeah done but i fed a i fed a village an army yeah so what is this guy's no 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 this is me this there's a fast food fetish here i think he i I think you're you're right there's a other people preparing my food fetish here because you could do it cheaper super much cheaper whatever you're eating there like let's let's hypothetically say you're eating chicken fingers okay you can buy a fucking whole chicken. Yeah, true. That's already cooked. A rotisserie chicken is like, you know, 10 bucks, 15 bucks or whatever. Like, and that could feed you for a week. Right. You or buy... buy a couple chicken breasts. Yeah. Raise your fucking chickens. You live in LA. Oh, exactly. Eggs. You could just eat eggs. Yes, exactly. Eat what eggs. about the freak that just bought one hen and just ate eggs every day? I just eat eggs. That would do it. Right? I know that because when Timmy lived in Portland, he and his his wife at the time had a chicken. They're like, I have too many fucking eggs now. Like, it's just oh. an a, a embarrassment of riches because this hen doesn't stop. There's a ton of eggs out uh my brother's property, too. Goose eggs, even. Big ass goose eggs. That's weird. A lot of yolk, I'm sure. Oh, orange. That thing is orangey. Can you have too much yolk, though? Make a hell of a meringue, I suppose. 
Not for me, but yeah, I feel like yeah, like a goose egg, like an ostrich egg. It's Maybe like too rich. I think too ostrich rich. eggs is, are are very like uh, you're, you're like the king of sight. You're like, give me my ostrich egg, Hamlet, Hamlet. <laughs> my gold flecks in it. My pep, salt, pepper, and gold flecks. My ostrich egg omelet. Oh man, and this was okay. I got one more thing. Yeah. And we were watching it last night, and I was like, I can't wait to tell Hansi, because it's kind of like the David Spade thing. Yeah. And I was like, it was really hard on this dude, and undeservedly so. So because we had been spending so much time watching uh, Dark Side of the Ring, sure. one of the things that was prompted on us was a show called Dark Side of the 90s. My buddy Mitch was telling me about this, okay. Uh, great show. First episode is all about, like... Montel Williams, Jerry Springer, Sally Jesse Raphael, like that era of television, which was so fun to rewatch with Ash because, you know, we're all of the same age. Yeah, of course. We're children of that shit. We were just like, when did you see Jerry Springer? And I was like, I saw Jerry Springer like on hard repeat, but late at night or on a tape collection, which they kind of delve into. I saw it, we would like, skip lunch, like we'd leave school for lunch, and they had that, like, mid-afternoon, so, so we'd watch a half hour it, of like, Jerry, yeah. when it aired for Honest. Yep, yep, there was, like, a like whole when year it was where like, we caught it. Oh, we're it. just gonna seduce housewives and old women. Yes, absolutely. With this salaciousness. Because I never saw it, like, in the wild, normal. Okay. But anyway, so we were just like, that's that whole first episode, but then episode two is about the... Cobra Club? Viper Room. Viper. Oh, Cobra. yeah. Cobra Club is where... Johnny Depp and... Where Cobra Commander goes to have a... Have a, a Mai Tai? Grass hop, grasshopper oh, after he Definitely a pink the... squirrel. <laughs> That's fights terrifying. G.I. Joe. Yeah. Uh, so it's Viper Room, and I was like, holy shit. And they keep showing... This one talking head keeps showing up. I'm like, oh, man, at the Viper Room. Big old mutton chops. Kind of dad fat-ish. Mm-hmm. Got a De La Soul shirt, and you're like, okay, this fucking blogger, nerd, yeah, super nerd into the scene. It was like, oh, yeah, I was there when, you know, Leo showed up, and, like, I was there when Johnny bought the club at the National Airport. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Like, he keeps showing up, and he's not a dick in his conversation. It's just like, but he knows somebody. So it's like, is he the, like, barback at the Oh, Okay. And, you know, he keeps talking and then always got a little a little something to say every time they're showing clips of, like, who's coming in, what's going on. It is a uh, fucking, what's, uh, the lead singer of Counting Crows. Oh. He is the JP of the Viper Room. So they go into it and he's like, yeah, I started a band called the Counting Crows and Ash and I both went, oh. wait, what? Because he's got short hair now and he's just big old mutton chops. You know, just a guy, just a normal guy. Yeah, he went through the he ringer, man. Was, had his ass strapped to a fucking rocket. And just, he was part of the Viper Room scene. Oh, for sure. He was, yeah, they were so huge. Yeah. But he is so beautiful and sweet and honest. He was like, so I got super famous with my band of my friends. And we got so famous so fast. He got plugged into that scene. He was mopping Johns at the Viper Room. He fully admits in this episode, he just was like, so I just started bartending at the Viper Room. 
because I couldn't, I didn't, couldn't speak to celebrities. And he was already, and I couldn't at handle that fame. He's, they're like, you're the guy from the Rolling Stone. Mm. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Long December. What do you need? What do you need? Rolling Rock? Roll two? <laughs> you need two? And he just is like, I didn't know what to, to do. So he's like, I would hang out at the Viper Room and felt so out of place. He just was like, I just started, it got a shift bartending. I mean, it's like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Kaufman style, I guess, huh? Because I just, em- just the empathy. I just was like, I get it. And you're like, yeah, my girlfriend's Jennifer Aniston. What do you need? A shot of egg? <laughs> shot of egg? Yeggs. Yeggs. Uh, no, sorry. I'm too busy talking to the, the doorman. <laughs> He's got cool tattoos. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I can't wait to tell Hansi that. Just He's the most famous musician. Like, you've eclipsed Nirvana for a moment with your fame. And he just was like, I, I just couldn't speak to these people because I was juiced into this scene. And it was just the most famous people on the planet. Well, you know what? It's interesting because be, having that role like gives you that kind of in. Cause you know you have an in and out, so you're talking to yeah. you know Husker Do or the fuck is famous Courtney Love. And you're like, oh hey yeah. Courtney, yeah yeah, no the album's doing good. Oh, whoa, whoa, hold on, sorry, sorry. What sorry. do you need? Ice machines need? broke. Yeah, hey Ricky, I need a bucket of ice. Yeah. Anyway, so what were we hey, talking about? Right. Oh, sir, I got you. Like, but your your hands are moving. You're doing something. You're doing yes. You're no, exactly. there. You're conversating, like- but you got something else cooking. Motherfucker's a genius. You don't have any awkward pauses where you're like, well, I guess you're going to walk over that way and I'm going to walk over this way because we expended our conversation. Someone flushed a pair of panties. Sorry, John- Johnny's calling. Johnny's calling from the office. You know Johnny. Johnny Depp, by the way. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I got to go uh, fish a pair of briefs out of the urinal. That's so fitting that it's him. Because Joaquin know. Phoenix can't handle his schnapses. I do love... Uh, I know he's 12, but... Uh, oh, yeah. you Johnny, you know Johnny. Let him do what they wanted. I didn't realize that, like, I know it from pop culture. It was just a total fucking shithole. Yeah. Tiny black box. Yep. Place he just bought and was like, I guess I run a bar now. Didn't well, it get hot, though, because of the, like, the 80s metal kind of shit, though? Not what like blew it, it was. Up. What was it? Uh, they talk about it in the episode. It was the um, pussycat dolls. Mm. Okay. Was like I was like, oh yeah, they're a group. No, they just were a bunch of famous people that started performing and dancing at this club. Oh, so it's like some coyote. And then ugly it became. Shit. It is exactly that. It's exactly that. It became a thing. It doesn't get. It doesn't. It's not too oh, hard. That was the thing. It was like. It was started by Christina Applegate. And I'm just like, this episode can't be still. I can't. I'm fluttering. Just Al Bundy on the bar, waving his shirt. <laughs> just you know Bundy ahead. spent some time in there. Oh, oh hell yeah. Just, literally Glenn from Wayne's World, just sad at the end of the bar. <laughs> Short sleeve work shirt. He brought the donuts. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I brought donuts for you. Here we go. What I want to say is it's not too hard when booze and drugs are involved to get a good thing going. New York, that oh, neighborhood, yeah. Coyote oh, Ugly, yeah. the beers are flowing. Hey, you want to go get a drink here? Well, why don't we go across the street? There's women that do the hip skip kadoo on top of the bar. 
which mm-hmm. is so fucking annoying. And then, like, you want to go to this oh, spot? God. Well, there's a place called the Viper Room where they, uh, you know, they got, they take their butt cheeks out Bundy, and they whistle. Uh, you know, throw a kerchief at someone. Like, okay, well, famous people. I guess I'll pay an extra but- dollar for a beer. No, that's like, you're right, like that era blowing up, there was a bar, and we would go for Ash's birthday, because she, it was one of her favorite bars with her friend um, Ben, was that Doc Holliday's bar, yep. down in Alphabet City. Absolutely, yeah. You took us there. So, yeah, it was one of, yeah, we've been there plenty of times, but because it was alphabet city you know just like anytime we were over there we we dip in but it has has its ebbs and flows of like it's relevant and then it's not sure it's a dive again and it's so there was one time we went and it was very it was in that sort of coyote ugly ish era okay it was just this the two bartenders just were clearly like out matched it was just like two attractive women and then the guy who, you know, scoops ice right. the owner or the owner's friend or whatever. So it's just kind of like shit showy. And then they were like, hey, you, hey, you. And then they get on the bar and dance. And you know, Ash and I are like, OK, easy on my fucking Miller Lite, bro. Don't kick it over. And she just came down the line and was like, shots for everyone. And like, and I looked at Ash, and she looks at me, and we're both like, "Okay, sure." You know, like when in Rome, right? And this, it was like butter, the butterscotch. Yeah. And not only did she not hit my mouth, she just stuck it in my fucking neck hole of my shirt. Oh, sticky! This sticky, fragrancy liquor, and I was like, I fucking hate this fucking place. So what? She was giving you a shot out of the bottle. Yeah, she was just going down the uh, row and like, you know, hootsie tootsie, all the ruffians are banging on the bar. And I was like, okay, all right, let's take a little, take a little free nip and just totally hit chin, chin line, down shirt. And I was like, do you, um, I hate the Viper Room. That's a young man's game. You and I used to go to oh, a place. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah, know if we've yeah, talked yeah. about it, but it is like, it should be, it's on par with how uncomfortable that scene is in Swingers when. Uh, he keeps leaving the messages and then he leaves another message and you're just oh, like, stop right, leaving yeah. voicemails, stop leaving voicemails. And then she just finally stop. picks up and she's like, don't call me. Ever call you me. and I went to a bar and I think at, at, at initial, I think this bartender was actually into you, but there was a cute bartender mm-hmm. and a crush on her. We would go to crush on her, but we would drink. They had like $2 Schaefer beers or something. But we would sit yeah. there and we drank 30 beers a piece at this bar that was not a 30 <laughs> beer a piece. Like, where was it? It was like in the Flatiron or something. Like, it was a really oh, yeah, silly, no. bizarre it's, place. It was too fancy of a place. <laughs> and it was like, you and I clearly were the fish out of water. Yep. And they, they're they making fucking martinis and Negronis. And you and I are like, um... What's the cheapest thing on the menu? I'll have 1,000 of them. Thank you. <laughs> yes, we did, though. <laughs> just, you're like, go somewhere else. Yeah. Go drink a PBR for half of the cheap price that you were drinking Schaefer's for. It was a gimmick. 
Right. They were just like, yeah, we got shitty beer, and we're like, I'll pay $5 for a shaver. And they're like, no, you shouldn't. The whole point is you drink until your paychecks burned out and then get the fuck out of here. Right. Oh, my God. I just can oh, picture us no. just sitting there like, I, I forgot. two more, please. And they're like, fuck, that is their Line them up. 23rd and then gotta... beer. They have no friends. They haven't been on their phones <laughs> once. I have to keep walking. Look at the they're drinking they them right. so fast that I have to keep coming over and having another uh, conversation. They left the cork board with the doorman. You know what she's thinking? She's thinking, last week when I first saw these guys, I made a big mistake on their fifth round to say, this one's on me, fellas. Bing, 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 bing. What? <laughs> I think she wants to fall in love with me. And he's like, no, no, I want you to have one more drink and then fall the fuck out the front door. Oh, man. So many. At she least, would have overserved yeah. us if she thought we'd fall in front of a subway train. Right. But right. she was like, they're too resilient. <laughs> They'll just be bad like, with no insurance money. Way. They, they, she must have thought eventually we'd just be so drunk we'd get ourselves 86, but the hollow legs for too, a Midwestern nice, boy man. and bad just wheat beers at, or uh, yeah. grain beers. Mm, oh, mm. God, you're right. Because we pre-gamed with some Sparks's and or pitchers of hot dog hot dog beers. Yeah, for those of you too young to know what Sparks is, think Four Loco, you might know that. There was this huge push before they got oh. banned, which is bullshit. I'm bringing them back, by the way. If you can smoke in yeah. bars, you can drink caffeinated malt they liquor if you want. Tape to the Fuck you guys. Don't tell us what to drink. But they're terrible for you. They will hurt your brain eventually. Sparks oh, was yeah. the top. It was this mutant evening, at least orange, sure. just stained your skin. Think like Dorito, the way Doritos stain your fingers, yes. and you're like, "Wow, that's so intense and inorganic." It would stain your lips for the night, and you just get wired. There extreme levels of caffeine and whatever taurine and shit, and then malt liquor, and you drink these things like crazy. And then Four Loco came out, and then they got banned because they said they were marketing them towards kids was for loco maybe because it was like blue raspberry razzmatazz but yeah. sparks was oh, like yeah. this is sparks fucking is not for a child motor fuel. a child would not they're like cool it's a giant battery yeah, it looked like a battery spark yeah oh my god yeah so we drink those like crazy but i was just in the 99 cent store buying oil which apparently somebody <laughs> told me sparks for your car you're not supposed to buy i was like oil's oil <laughs> You know, right. you know, you're listening right now. It's fucking oil. <laughs> what do they? They have expensive oil. Come on, man. Um, and apparently that is true. But why is this uh, fancy? I don't get it. It's uh, oil. It's, fancy it's ketchup gross to touch. Uh, they had so uh, so since then. I don't know if it was nationally, but they banned caffeinated malt liquor beverages. But just the branding of at least Four Loco is still a viable enough brand. So I'm in the 99 yes. cent store, and what you could do. Is it was called like Four Loco Quench, and it was like oh, just ew. It's like but it, panty with quench. It Gross. came in a old timey drunk from a fifty sitcom pint flask, and it was bright colors, and it was just as the high enough alcohol content that you can get where you're technically a wine and not a hard liquor. So it was like, oh, God. you know, fourteen point nine percent, and it was like in like. Sour apple kick, and but there was no caffeine or anything, so it was just straight sugar booze. But just seeing those colors and oof, 
can we get in a meeting with four local people? Because what you described, I was like, that 750 mil pocket flask, not not sexy look. Like, I know what you're going for. I'm going triple X jug. Oh, yeah. Do that old clay pot. Someone spinning a four I, loco jug. I'm going. Hear me out. Remember those old canteens kids used to have that had a satchel on them? Yes, with the, like, sweater fuzz? Yes. I'm going with that, but you got to make them disposable so they're just that clear, cheapy plastic, and you can see the liquid sloshing around in it. You put it over your shoulder like a purse. Oh, you just call it can't. Oh, you don't tell me I can't. Yeah, don't slug this. Four Loco can't. Four Loco and Philip Morris are going to be funding. Now, because I don't believe in, I want to make them legal, but I don't trust them. So maybe there'll be some backhanded deals they can fund my campaign, but not they're not going to be on the flyer. So I'm just oh, saying, man. bring caffeinated malt liquor back, cigarettes back. Yep. Don't do it. Don't do it. And Bad you're going to put it on television. So, and we're getting the Star Wars Cantina band to do the do-do-do, do-do-do. It's for local canteen. Yes, I'm bringing cigarette the, ads the back to magazines, things. too. And t- No, to TV. I think they can still be magazines. You're going to see cigarette ads on TV. I promise. Oh, man, don't buy them and smoke them, but don't oh, tell me I what to do. I had Elon Musk's checkbook because I would pay for a Super Bowl cigarette ad. Oh, yeah. Just because. Why not? Muskaboro lights. Because <laughs> he would make money off of it, though. He'd be like, I, I think, does Elon Musk make cigarettes now? I need a pack. So what could he do that would market his cigarettes as unique and innovative? They would smoking in space, space, space smoke, space flavored smokes. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be like everlasting gobstopper, right? <laughs> like it just <laughs> never goes, it never smokes itself out. Which is that fantastic. Uh, listen to that fly on the wall, which I had heard through different other podcasts, but. JB Smooths. Oh, that's so good. Classic. Yeah, about, yeah. Like shitty sketch he always pitched to every host and it was like forever cigarette. Just a really <laughs> it's long just cigarette. Just a long cigarette with the longest ash in the world that never burned out and it's just that the tension of like it's gonna ash, it's not gonna ash and I was like motherfucker's brilliant. I that's knew he was a brilliant funny before bit. but I was like that's a good sketch. Just the idea it makes you laugh, but you're like, I don't know the practicality. Like, how do we shoot it? How do we make it a narrative? Like, it isn't the idea like, because 100, you're like, I'm getting more, right? So it's, mm-hmm. so the idea is just, that's all, you, it's a funny because it's a longer than just normal a really cigarette. Long cigarette. It's hilarious. <sighs> JB Smooth, obviously, uh, Surgeon General. Auntie K. Cottons. Oh, I love that dude. He's got a podcast. I don't listen to it much, but he's a very positive guy. So if you want some positivity in your life, you can always come back and see us. Obviously. Yeah. Hear us. You know that. But go check out JB Smooth. He just got a beautiful optimism about him. And dude's hustled. So there's that. Yeah, of course he's my surgeon general. And he's the only guy that I am like, mm-hmm, I get it. You can do a Caesars betting yes. app commercial where I'm not like, hmm, like, sorry, Patton Oswald, not the best look for you. Right. Advocating for fucking gambling, but whatever. Okay. You, you, you know, 
you got a lot of opinions on Twitter, which is fine. But JB Smooth is just like, hey, cool. I, I I'll take a check. I, I Absolutely. And I don't. I think he would turn down Cheerios. I think he would too, because it doesn't got enough. Like Cheerios, it's worse for you than and you can hear him do the bit. It's already coming out of your brain where he talks about how gambling's better than Cheerios. Hundred percent, because gambling at least is straightforward. It tells you what you're doing. It tells you you're going to lose. Cheerios claims to be heart healthy. That's shitting good for your heart. That's no. It's that's just processed cereal. Wheat. It's sugar cereal. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. And then you find out that JB Smooth has a gluten allergy, so he's, a, he's not a gluten guy. Who else was advertising? I could see him putting on a nice pair of non-slick Skechers, though. It's the universe is opening up for us. It's, it's once Hansi K, mayor of New York, king of America, I've just got to establish residency, folks. And, and <laughs> That's then all. Unfuck the city, baby. <laughs> Don't ask him for his birth certificate either. Oh, gonna see the longest. I'm gonna put a, <laughs> I'm gonna put a fake little article that gives penis size, or I'll I'll mess with like gender or something. I was born a, uh, a a tadpole or something. I was just born a a a a, a flesh cylinder. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> I got a bit a little little funny funny thing to end on. Okay, uh, Ash and I have been watching uh, 2020s. On Hulu, clearly been watching a lot of Hulu lately, uh, and they had we watched one. It's called uh, "You Got Jail." Okay, in Boom. which it's 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 fantastic. They lean into all the shtick, but it is like this woman at the the crest of the internet, okay, and AOL, and like your internet handle. And we were just laughing because she talks about like what her internet handle was, and every you know they're trying to be very like we're journalists and it's very important, but this is called you know poppycock sixty nine, you know like you're using all those early internet handles. So Ash and I were laughing. What was your first internet impression slash handle? Lemon lime, lemon dash lime. Yours was Lemon Dash Lime. No Ash numbers on there. I was the original Lemon Lime. Oh, man. You just you got the dash in How'd there. How'd I lose that? Maybe I didn't. Because uh, Ashes was uh, Showbiz AG. Nice. And I was like, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Mine, Beefy Nachos. Oh, that's a fuck. I remember that. And then she was like, that's fucking gross like what is that in reference to it i was like it's nothing sexual i was like it was just the grossest school lunch we had in watertown south dakota just that snotty cheese with beef that's a great on a handle. fucking on a eight uh a high v chip was it yeah because it wasn't i hate the term and then i just emailed you whatever, i just but... I texted you from across the room right I was like, why did we even... But yeah, Beefy Nachos, first one. Mine is much... Like, that sounds like it should be grosser, but mine's grosser because it comes from a failed Anthony Michael Hall movie that I saw on Encore, which he (laughs) was his directorial (laughs) debut, and he starred in it. It also starred Robert Downey Jr., where it was, like, perfect peak of the early 90s, where, like... Having your hair blonde was like a badass thing to do. 
and he, it, this was the movie where he always broke the fourth wall. Um, and he's talking to the cameras. He's getting up. He's like, yo, my name's, he's like, wants to be a screenwriter. My name's Tony Baloney. And oh, you like my hair? This color's lemon lime. And I was like, ooh. So I was like, I fucking <laughs> lemon lime. So that is way grosser. Once he was in the back of the Viper room, just, uh, just, just my vapors. And God, Kevin Costner didn't have lemon lime dyed hair Looked like Eminem. <laughs> Kevy <Lime>. Kev. <laughs> and I love like no one else referred to it as lemon lime except for him that one time in that movie. But now you've committed. It's no longer blonde. You're like, ooh, that guy's got a nice lemon lime on it. Like, what are you talking about? There's not even lime. No, that's, that's what green. Anthony Michael Hall called it. That's blonde hair. Ugh. Yeah, you, I got to send you guys a link to whatever that movie was. Because it's one of those movies that I thought was a fever dream. So it's like, I didn't watch a movie where Anthony Michael Hall was the cool guy. And talk to the camera Never. a lot, right? And then I, like, this wasn't that long ago that I looked it up. I was like, oh, no, it's a thing. And uh, RDJ's he directed it, it. Let's see. Let's see. Let's get. Oh, man. Nothing beats that when you finally, and like, it ties it back into what we talk about. Like, you can't, you got to keep moving forward. And then you can judge your choices after you've, you've made something. But, like, oof. you think he wants to take that one back? I don't want to take back Gypsy on the Edge of Forever. I stand by it. Oh, yeah. I didn't also direct an RDJ movie where I'm like, look at this co-op of lemon lime. Who the fuck was this movie? Why, uh, why did Anthony Michael stop acting? I'll tell you what. He didn't. Because he was in... Uh, <laughs> he was in... Uh... <laughs> he was in Halloween Kills. Thank you. That's, that's what made me have to look it up. That's what made me have to look it up. He was on... Well, everyone thinks he went away, but he was on like a USA show where it was a Stephen King show. It's called like, uh, it's a Christopher Walken movie where you can see dead people. It was called Hail Talk Caesar. Everyone out there. Ooh, and you're not going to be able to see Hail it, but look Caesar. at that. Look at that lemon lime haircut on him. Oof. Oh, that font. Small. Too goofy. Small little blue glasses. Sunglasses. Little blue glasses. Hail Caesar. Goofy font. 1994. Oh, I know what the flyer to the episode is. Starring uh, Robert Downey Jr., Samuel L. Jackson, Judd what? Nelson, Frank Gorshin. Hey. No. Oh, yeah. Did we make this movie and we didn't know about Apparently, it? Apparently, we should have. Let's see. What's it? Does they give rating? Gorshin's in it? Oh, it's got one in it. 3.2 out of 10. All right. We might have to do a... Uh, 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 you guys all might oh, just have gotten boy. some uh, joy work out there. Hail Caesar. Did not know that was a thing. Now I'm glad I do. Wow. Frank Gorshin's in it? Judd Nelson? Come on. Is this just out. someone? Did he record us at the lunch table with his little blue glasses walking through Watertown High going, those kids sound like they got a movie. Cleaning yeah, beefy nacho from his chin. Exactly. <laughs> Looking at a Kevin Costner teen Nebop mag. Ooh. <laughs> no, but it was that copy of uh, Prince of Thieves that your mom dropped in the bathtub because it got too steamy. Oh, man. Forget about it. <laughs> While uh, her uh, 
That was that was not my. That was Travis's, my oldest brother's <laughs> I was just copy. Just gonna say, Tra- Trav anger never gave her. I've never the fury. You don't <laughs> wet his novelization of <laughs> you can't Prince a, of Thieves. A soft cover once it's warped, it's gone. And if you're a soft cover fantasy book nerd like I was, Adele and I seemed like Trav yeah. was, you're just like, don't take a book in the it's true it's though it's water i mean why'd you take my book in your tub <laughs> like why did you take my book in your tub why did you why were you in my room <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> that is strange when's the last it's time it's my co- my children of dune it's wrecked just like i you know uh my fan my pisces fantastical um uh, writer, this slinky hand. My writer fantasy hands. is like I'm going to be like Hunter S. Thompson. I'm going to shoot ether in my stomach and be a great writer. I'm going to be like Ernest Hemingway and be mean to women and drink vodka. And then there was always like because that'll make me a great writer. I'm going to just type fucking. Uh, I'm going to be a mailman like uh, who's that? Abusive? Oh, Bukowski. Bukowski, and I'm going to learn my fucking system and just type old letters. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to be like Truman Capote and fucking use my typewriter in the bathtub like he did all his work in the bathtub. Try sitting in a bathtub. Ew. Come on. Ew. Come on. Ew. Ew. The last time I took a bath <laughs> was when we lived in fucking Brooklyn together. And I was so, like, despondent and depressed with my life. I literally drew a bath and just laid in tepid water because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> that is, a and then I was like, "Last why are you resort." In a bath? Well, you don't need to do this. <laughs> like, well, at least I've hit rock bottom because it's a tepid bath in Sunset Park. That's even when like the roach comes out of the wall and is like, got his two long tentacles. He's like, "Come on, man!" He starts stroking your hair with one tentacle. He's like, "I even you don't need to do this." I, Unplugs the tub with the other honesty, tentacle. I brought a book with me. Oh. I was like, I'm going to read a book in the bath. I, I shit you not now that you're talking about it. I was like, Jesus Christ. You got to remember for us what that book was. If you can't do it now, you got to come hot next week. Oh, I think I know. I know exactly what book it was because it was the sequel to The Alienist. It was Angel, Angel of Darkness. That's a good book. It's great. That's a tub book Fantastic right there. Fantastic book. But yes. So I was reading a book called The Angel of Darkness. Caleb Carr. Bring it all back to around. an angel of darkness. Caleb Carr, he hit us. He hit you with. If we're mm-hmm. he hit you with a gypsy on the edge of forever, but he hit you good with a gypsy on the edge of forever too. There was no gypsy on the edge of forever three. We were the uh, we were those girls in the audience that were like, "What is this science fiction? What the fuck?" He wrote a book called like Time Crunch or something. I was like, "Oh, oh this God, must be about I... the nineteen hundreds." In the stock market, it's oh, about man. aliens, gay space and aliens. No, right, exactly. He wrote that question on Reddit. He's like, "Why is space so fake and gay?" I'll let you and know in my next his own book. Question. <laughs> fake gay space. Uh, You're right. He didn't like. He came hot, and I like Caleb Carr, the alienist. If anyone out there likes reading books, great. Some great. trashy, fake history alienist it's also a tv show on tnt if you have a tnt app or good, access yeah. it's a it's a decent show books better as as 
you don't have to hear from 19-year-old me. The books are always better than the shows. The, but, uh, uh, yeah, fantastic. And the second book is crazier and better than the first. It's really good. Yep. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, Alien. Oh, it, it, but it might destroy the genre historical fiction for you because he's did it so yeah. fucking good nobody can yep. catch it i know it's an oxymoron but he integrates a fictional story so fucking perfectly some some comics writer some graphic novelist can do it well um yeah but he integrated it so perfectly like if you go to that genre like you just Maybe you out there listening can recommend something for me, but I'm always disappointed because it's always – what is it with historical fiction and women that just want to be horny for buxom Confederate soldiers? I don't – <laughs> like, I'm like, what is – this is too romantic. <laughs> right. And that – I will say that about that book. It doesn't – there is some of that. There's romance connect, – like – it has everything. It's a popcorn book. Yeah, it's just for like, sure. Nom nom yep, nom yep. nom. I can. I'm gonna read this in two settings. Fan me <laughs> off. Just gonna heat my tub. Give me a little warm up <laughs> that tub. Hey Roach, top off. Top me off. That's where I I kick the shower on with my foot. Just top it off. A little shower bath. I almost killed myself. That's why I keep going to the Roach. I almost killed myself in that tub because I almost fell out the side of it. The biggest. First time I ever experienced New York cockroach. Just was, I had shampoo in my hair, shampoo in my hair, you know, so you have your eyes closed and it just, as close as my hand is to my face, just the size of my fucking nose looking right at me. I almost Uh, fell right out, hit my head on the tub and came up with the flux capacitor. I love that apartment for what it was worth, but holy shit. A big old claw tooth tub. There was one time I was like, what's that noise? And the ceiling had caved in. Oh, yeah. And the tub was full of mice. And I went, you know what? I'm going to shut the fucking door (laughs) and um, take a second. (laughs) Go get a beef patty. Get that guy with the bullwhip down the street to come clear the mice out of my tub because I can't do it right now. That's when... uh... Yeah, you were living old timey New York. That's when you go out, go down, pay the guy at the door a nickel, and you sit in one of those community tubs. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I needed a like a Russian bath. Oh man, went to that pool hall and got a shaky, shaky schlitz. <laughs> I gotta go back to to this. Oh, that's. I what... was supposed to take a tepid bath today. Yeah, that's what New York living is. If you haven't said, I gotta go back to this about your apartment, <laughs> you never really lived in New York. Okay? No, you did not. Okay, babe. Okay, babe. Come on, Spudsy. Come on, Hansy. <laughs> how much, how much can't you, people are probably checking out, but how much can't you wait until they get him on the fucking podcast? And just fucking go. Go at him. They have to, right? I don't know if he'll do it. You don't think so? I think if they stack enough episodes up, they're like, look, we got Rock, we got O'Brien, we got... We literally have everyone but you. They haven't done Sandler You yet. gotta do it. They talk a lot about Sandler. I can't oh, wait to... He'll do it, though. That bit about Adam Sandler 
freaking out the old timies. Uh, uh, yeah. no, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, uh, Franken, who was like, oh, you know, like yeah, yeah. ingrained as like, who are these new kids? And he just, what does he come in? He comes in with something shoved up his ass and he was like, I'm a banana. <laughs> what does he say? Oh, what did he fucking say? Um, you just break the fucking brain. It's like, Al Franken, I like I wrote on season one. I remember those early Al Franken sketches when we watched it because I was like, Minnesota boy, yeah. just like us, breaking into comedy, just like us. SNL finally had those seasons, so it was just like, happy birthday, Hansi. It's the entirety of SNL oh, season yeah. one. Sure. And you're watching, and I was like, that's what you brought to the table, Frank, in a Pong sketch? Oh, you gotta yeah. You got to watch you and your friend play Pong and talk? That's right. So I always, that's always my touchstone, because it was like, and that's when Franken was being elected to Congress. So it's like, it's just this guy. He's a crusher. And then you got to watch your old sketch comedy. I feel like everyone should do enough sketch comedy to be judged by it at some point. Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. I just sent you a message. I was like, skunked by the internet, as always. You don't mess with Senator Franken. <laughs> the levers of power. We are the games we space on a sexual crusade. We're gonna.